0: Welcome everybody. My name is Alexander greb I am the customer advisor lead S4HANA Strategy at SAP, and you're listening to the SAP Experts Podcast. The worst thing that can happen to any digitalization initiative is that the adopter decides to approach that topic of going to S4HANA via something like a lean migration a thing that basically does nothing more than taking all your old stuff and pushing it on the modern platform and by this everything is and looks and feels the same as before. That's not how you progress, that's not how you leverage the value of digitalization, and that's not what best-in-class adopters want. Frankly, even if you decide to become not a best-in-class adopter, you still should take care that your money is well spent and you are actually better off after moving to S4HANA because you implemented innovation and you optimized your processes that in many cases have not been changed since the Pleistocene, while your business model and customer demands have moved on. What you want in the latter case is to have an application within your landscape that acts like a sparring partner. One that focuses your attention to those areas where you can and should be better, that gives you insight where the money and the performance is hidden under your legacy processes and how to realize potential fast and efficiently. This is what SAP's new line called Business Process Intelligence is all about. Being part of the Rise with SAP offering, it brings you the full scope of next-chain process excellence like analysis, design and simulation, as well as improvement, rollout and govern and monitoring capabilities. For me, that was a great opportunity to invite two old friends to this podcast who have now prominent roles within the new BPI organization. Basilios Lolas, Vice President of Customer Value Experience and Michael Sokolik, Tech Evangelist and Business Development Responsible join me today to discuss all that you want to know about rise and business process intelligence. All of that on this episode of the SAP Experts Podcast. Gentlemen, good morning.
1: Alex, very glad to be with you together in this podcast.
2: Same with me. Alex, glad to be back again.
0: Great to have you. Let me start with your equipations first, because I had each of you separately on this podcast already. Vasilis, in the early ages of this show, in episode 10, you were laying down everything about how to make your case for s with the help of the BSR, Business Scenario Recommendations Report. And Michael, I had you in this show on one of the, which has become the most praised, well, one of the most praised episodes, which is number 38, which delivered a sheer masterclass concerning s deployment methods, best practices, and The specific thing about that one is that it has become the most popular podcast with the highest listening numbers any SAP podcast has ever achieved, which is, for me, the most beautiful proof and showcase that competence matters and will eat slogans for breakfast. So congratulations for that. But anyway, you guys have evolved in your roles and responsibilities. Michael, you have quit your duties in the S4HANA customer advisory and joined the new business process intelligence unit, where you met... Vasilios, can you guys maybe give us a short outline, basically what you get paid for now?
2: Vasilios, you want to start with that?
1: Yes, absolutely. So the beautiful thing is that within SAP, we used to have quite a few approaches and tools and methodologies which helped our customers analyze their current business performance and their current system usage and derive Um, recommendations and actions out of it. So this was a few of the tools that I was responsible for, like the business scenario recommendations, the pathfinder, et cetera. Then there were our friends from um, the spotlight, there is functionality in the solution manager, and a few more teams that were building tools which all had the same goal. Give the customer and especially give the business user the possibility to understand how his or her business is running and then make recommendations about doing this better. And what we have been doing now in the area of business process um, intelligence is that we bring all these tools together now um, and build one comprehensive solution, which not only will allow in the future to continuously monitor Um, business process operations, but also um, to, uh, will have the connection into the improvement. So you don't only get your current status and recommendations, but you will also be able to actually improve your business processes and drive your automation. And this is what um, we're doing. And I'm very glad that Michael and a few more practitioners are also joining Um, This team now, it's a whole organization that um, was set up in October of 2020 and which is now working together towards preparing and rolling out this offering to the SAP customers.
0: So, Michael, in this white ballet of Real Madrid, of great people that Vasilios has collected, what's your job?
2: Well, you ask me what has what has what has changed. Yeah, I would say I refocused a little bit. Um, in the past, when when I was uh, working with, with with customers, with colleagues, with partners on the transformation of the customers towards the intelligent enterprise, where Esphana is one part of it, when you think about end-to-end processes, I was more on the technical side of the house. The conversion, the selective data transition, the new implementation, all of those tools that help customers there from the coding, from the custom code analysis to the readiness check and all these, let me say, technical stuff. For sure, if someone says, I want to transform, I want to re-architecture these tools, these topics are relevant. They will stay relevant. You can't ignore them. But at the same time, this is, um, I think, not a big news. There's not only the technical dimension to the transformation, but there's also the business side. And why should I do that at the end of the day? The the why question, the why now question. And um, that was also close to my heart. But um, now it's even closer to my heart because um, it's all good and nice that we have a product and the product is better. But if you can't articulate the value that it brings to the business processes at the end of the day, you're not getting the attention of the decision makers. And that's why I would say if you ask what I'm what I'm paid off, I'm paid off with the help of BPI and the methodology and talking to the right people about the right things, convincing uh, them to, to make the move to s and equally making a continuous BPI mindset of improvement. Improvement is not a one stop shot. You have to improve continuously if you wanna be successful. So hope that makes sense.
0: Definitely. Um, Vasilios, BPI. Came more or less, of course, in the let's say, pulled by the vortex of rice, yeah, by this huge thing, this huge offering that probably I think at the moment now everybody has heard of at least once because we are firing from all cannons that we have on our communication side concerning rice. Rice is this offering and it has several ingredients, and one of them is BPI. So can you help us to put this a bit into context? Is Before we talk about BPI itself, is BPI a RISE thing? So is it something which just exists because of RISE or you can just get because of RISE or you as a customer should or should not only be interested in the context of RISE? Or is it also something where you say like, um, this is just more or less, let's say, a marketing coincidence. Uh, BPI is also a standalone thing, which also should in a certain way and in certain occasions treated and viewed as such. So
1: RISE is SAP's um, combined offering for our customers to bring them into the cloud world and into the digital transformation. And as Michael just said, um, it's not about the technology. It's not about switching the technology from your old ECC system to the new S4 system in the cloud. But it's predominantly about the business value that you can generate and the new way of running your processes. So in this sense, BPI, business process intelligence, is part of RISE. We help our customers before the transition to understand how their processes run, where the improvement potential is and where um, the intelligent enterprise offering of SAP can help. And also after they have moved with RISE into their new intelligent technology to continuously optimize and to continuously do better. But business process intelligence, as I said, is part of RISE, but not exclusively. As a customer, you are not bound to rise to use business process intelligence. ECC customers who decide to stay on ECC for a couple of years and ask themselves, how can I best prepare myself and and optimize my processes already now, can use business process intelligence. And customers who have already moved s for HANA and ask themselves, okay, now I have the technical capabilities, um, how can I best use them? Can also use business process intelligence. So, yes, BPI is a part of RISE, but can equally be used independently of RISE.
2: And just to maybe build up on that one to make it even clearer and then probably try to make it even clearer, it's valid for all customers. It's really for customers who say, I'm in the middle of a rollout in ECC. That's my daily daily life that happens. Yeah, People already started some years ago and in the rollout. Use it right now because you don't want to wait until a certain uh, S4HANA transformation happens. Other customers are in the de- make decision-making process. When do I rise? When do I move to S4HANA? And they're the first step that we outlined, that Christian Klein outlined is, you start with business process, with business process redesign. You don't start with the technical things. And then we have obviously a huge number of customers who already made that step. And some of them did more process reengineering, process improvement, building intelligent technologies into their processes, others not to be honest. And for them, this is equally um, relevant. So wherever you are on this journey from an ECC to in the process of making a decision, even if in the project, right? Or you've done the project, uh, BPI and what we want to to offer to our customers is relevant.
0: So let's put it together. No matter if you are on ECC, if you are going on S4 or if you are already on S4, this is always be something for you if you want to optimize yourself. That's it. Correct. Now, of course, the next question, which can arise on based of this, is of course um, talking about business process improvements. Let's call it improvements, because there have been many words under that which can lead to business process improvement. Process mining is a word. uh, Business process intelligence is a word. Um, There, let's let's say it like this, quite open. There were others before who have worked in that kind of, um, of of practice. This is nothing completely new. Why now? Why was this now a point for SAP where we said, um, we have to invest in there, we have to bring our own um, spin into that? Was there something of a compelling event or something of a development where you say like, our customers have to be supported more um, to, on their way in that journey? what's your take on that i I think it's two things um
1: the one is that um we see the speed at which technology is evolving and the speed at which businesses are evolving and um, i mean again COVID. Was the accelerator? It was not the trigger, but it, it was the accelerator. And um, we have seen in two thousand twenty, and this still continues, um, the need for companies to be extremely fast, extremely agile, extremely resilient, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I, I think there has not been a single business unaffected in the world um, from this crisis, and it, it revealed the necessity to get your processes under control, which means in the first place to understand what's going on and then um, be able to adjust them. We also see that um, there, there are companies in the market that um, have been going since a couple of years into the area of process documentation. This existed already many uh, years ago, but now into going and analyzing the processes and how they work all of these companies like one thing, which is going beyond the analysis and into the actual change and improvement. Yeah? And this is where, where um, SAP sees the opportunity um, for our customers and the opportunity also from an SAP perspective. So number one is um, there is a need from our customers to be able to understand, control, and improve their processes. And there is the capability of SAP to help customers understand their processes and have an integration into the improvement of the processes. And this is, I, I believe the, um, the main difference that we bring to the pa- uh, table. We will talk about this in a moment uh, more in detail, but I would say um, a more thorough with much more business context, understanding of the processes and process deficiencies and a much tighter integration into the action and into the actual improvement.
0: So is this, could, could we say this is something like the equivalent of the insight to action capabilities that we, for example, heavily promote concerning S4HANA and the digitalization so that you are not just like confronted with, let's call it bad news. Like okay. um, here you can be improved. Um, let's call it bad news in that aspect. Um, what you had, for example, in the past, like in when you are in operations, when you are working with logistics and so on, and the system tells you like, um, oh, you have not enough material there. That's what we were always able to do. But now we are able to do, to not leave them alone in this kind of situation, but showing them how you get out of that. How could be the, let's say, the goal you should aim for? Like, we support you is this something of an analogy that fits quite well to what you said in the moment
1: absolutely and more because besides just getting the news something is not working you get the possibility to put a judgment on it yeah so typical questions okay thank you so what is it is it important or not is it relevant or not is there potential or not so by giving you all the benchmarks that we have. I mean, keep in mind we have thousands of customers, and and right now um, in the Q1 of 2021 we have um, around about 3,000 data points from customers in our benchmarks, and this this increases by roughly 150 to 200 per month. Yeah. So um, by giving you a benchmark, you get an understanding of hey, is there potential or not? Yeah. This is the external benchmark, the industry benchmark. The tool will also provide you with a possibility to benchmark yourself internally, yeah. to benchmark your factories against each other, your sales reasons against each other, your, your shared service centers against each other, so that you can see, hey, is there really potential to improve? Who does it better and, and why, actually? So this is the one thing, the, the judgment that you get, which is more compared to what uh, had been there before. And the other, as you rightfully said, is the two-action part, yeah, um, and we will speak about this in a moment. But if if, if people should keep something in mind, it's number one, um, fully integrated um, data extraction and analysis. Yeah. Secondly, the possibility to make a judgment, including the benchmarking possibilities, and thirdly, um, the fully integrated recommendations to action and the action itself. Yeah. For example, when it comes to automating. Processes.
2: And Alex, if, if, I'm, if I may jump back a little bit to the question, because I think it was already perfectly answered. And, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and, and probably also the people listening to the podcast know that that I've been in the space for quite a while. When you take a step back to 2015 and the year on after 2015, we had a lot of discussions about what is now available in s 4 what's missing, blah, 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 all the technical stuff. Understandably, because we made, from my point, personal point of view, some mistakes in articulating what s 4 is yeah? and what it's not and what it's all about. So we've already hung up a couple of mm-hmm. years, almost, I would say, yeah. on the technical delta level. Now, this has really changed over the last couple of years, accelerated, as Vasilis rightly said, through the need of customers to look at it from a process point of view, not from a technical point of view. But this was already happening. And the other one, that, 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 that the analogy that I, I use when I talk to customers in the couple of last couple of days and weeks about bpi which i did quite a lot is if you compare that customers coming in on the monday morning and saying how are my processes performing what they can do they can go to the basis guys and saying did their short arms or transports are in yeah what is the cpu time all of that right this can be measured this is measured what's the storage and all this technical stuff is there but do they have a, a clear view on how good their processes are performing not If you take the analogy of of a a sports watch, you're doing sports, you have all the data there, all the benchmarks, you get your heart rate, your your, your, your whatever frequency, you, you can see the map, the geo map, you can upload the data and benchmark it with others who are doing sports. You have all these data points that give you recommendations and you make an analysis. If you look at an ERP system, you just have God feel people telling you what's working, not working. This is absolutely not acceptable and good enough for companies, last sentence, who are working on a global scale. I mean, how do you know, as Vasilis said, am I getting worse? Am I getting better? What's happening? No one has an insight about that. And uh, that's, um, as I said, it's, it's no, there was accept- not, not good before. But in these days where we're in a transformation mode, in the continuous transformation mode, basically, it is completely unacceptable for customers, I would say
0: um before we start how sap or bpi sap style really looks like um let me point to some questions um i had in mind when i was thinking of this topic first which was what kind of mindsets does this kind of capability uh, attack or approach because um to be honest um i'm not so sure if there are some adopters who are not really interested in knowing exactly how good they are, because this would mean like um, extreme effort. Yeah, this would mean like instability um, in their processes, because they may feel they are too weak or they are not performant enough for this kind of, let's say, ongoing um. Ongoing um, improvement process, yeah. Because you, you 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 know it as good as me. We have customers who are absolutely happy that they avoided for twenty years to change their processes. Um, no matter if those processes are good or bad. Do you need a certain mindset, or to call it like something like a, a chicken egg problem? Um, does BPI help you gain a certain mindset to fully? Um, put, let's say, the power that you get there and the capabilities to the street? I think it's a little bit of both. You cannot
1: start a change if you don't, if you're not in the mood for changing. Um, And at the same time, BPI helps you in doing this change faster and better. And let's say with more confidence. Now while you were speaking Alex I was wondering a, a company that hasn't changed for many many years its processes um they must be in a this must be a very very happy company without competition um and without a changing market so these industries might might exist, but I'm not sure where they where they are. They and,
0: they they indeed they exist, and the clue is that um, those processes are sabotaged by the people who work with them. They are defined in that way, and they are not changed by this way. But everybody everybody who is working in these kind of processes has found his personal work around around these let's say process steps to more or less follow them, but to let's say get rid of many of these weaknesses is this of mm. course uh, efficient no hell no absolutely not but but people have learned to live with this kind of um, saying with, with this kind of of, of working in yeah. many cases and i know that it, they exist yeah
1: and here's the fun part right so t- typically in a change management process you go and talk to the managers and you ask them how is the process and they draw something on a on a brown paper um, but what they typically draw is the desired to be process. Yeah. They, they have no clue how the process is really working. Yeah? Then you you talk to the people who are very very down in the um, in the hierarchy. These are the ones that have to live with the with the process, and they tell you a, tot- a totally different story. But nobody here listens to them because they're they're too far down and too far away from the decision makers. Yeah? And here again comes BPI yeah, with. Number one, the possibility to identify um, possible deficiencies or workarounds or reworks deep in the process. And secondly, with one of component of BPI, which is the user behavior mining, where we track the activities of the users on the screen and identify um, activities which maybe are not value-adding or which could be done better. We give the people who are very, very down um, in the hierarchy and very far away from management we give them a voice at the same time it must be said um, change can only happen if there is a will to change and the will to change comes top down yeah?
2: correct so the, the power the power to execute the change in the mandate to change i mean let us be honest doesn't lie in, in, the, in the in the in the responsibility of the individuals yeah. so from my point of view and i echo what what would use that it's both I mean, you you have to have the the strategic, and intent to change something, and you need to articulate areas where you want to improve processes because of competition, because of uh, securing the bottom line, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you have to have an idea, top down, where you want to change, where you want to prioritize. On the other side, the data points, and Mercedes will explain this probably in a minute, where we are coming from. They are deep, deep in the ECC, ERP configuration in the settings right so they are like at the configuration level i must almost say and this is a huge huge sort of like you know altitude change right from uh, level zero to level whatever 10 something like that yeah and i think this sense bpi tries to bridge the gap between the insights of the processes they executed where pitfalls that leave coming from configuration and then aggregates it to a level Let me say the IT of a company, the SAP IT of a company can talk again to the business and to the stakeholders about what would it mean to change those pitfalls to put automation in to the business in the sense of what value levers are being improved. So that's why it's both. You have to have the the stakeholders being involved that they know what's happening, what's coming, uh, socialize the subject with them. You basically get the data, the real data, the very detailed data, and then you print that up. And then you're saying, hey, let's sit together basically on the table. Sitting together on the table, it's like a a tool which only, I think, really works if both parties are sitting on the table. And very often they're not sitting on one table, right? Mm -hmm. There's the IT doing something, the business doing something else, maybe outside of the system curing the problem. Yeah, and not in the system anymore, and then it fails. So you have to have this BPI mindset. I would say you said it, I think in this word, I would use this because without this mindset and the, the role model that out, I outlined, a joint role model, model between business and IT, um, the customers will not be probably, I would say successful. Nothing wrong with our offering, but at the end of the day, the customers need to execute it. And, and that, that requires this BPI mindset.
0: So um, given that you convince me that this is a very good idea to do. Um, Let me then ask you, of course, the question, what does SAP do different in this aspect than the others? Why should I say, hey, I take BPI, I'm interested in that and not look somewhere else. So let's differentiate maybe two, three cases.
1: Yeah, case number one is, I want to transform my business a subset of this is, I want to transform my business with S4. And the other case is, I want to continuously optimize my processes. So not the big bang, but really continuously optimize. So Michael will talk about the first case in a moment, when we talk about the the transition. But I would like to start with the second case, which is the continuously optimize. Continuously optimize can have various facets. One facet is... Um, a question that we get very often <clears throat> show me the potential yeah mm-hmm. um, i I feel that something's going wrong, but I cannot grasp it yeah i I cannot nail it down y- yes, some typically when we do this analysis, rarely we have complete surprises, yeah because somebody knew that something's going wrong or or had the feeling now we put data to the gut feeling, and the beautiful thing is. Because we constantly get this data, yeah, on a daily basis, or for some of the KPIs, even on an hourly basis, um, you can go into a continuous optimization. Yeah, so if the if the mindset of the company is there, they can go one small initiative after after the other, which everyone isolated has small effort and small impact. It's the sum of them that continuously makes it better so this is the one difference the second difference is i come back to the point of the of the integration of the improvement activities and improvement layer yeah um, we are talking now about low code no code we're talking about workflows we're talking about rpa we're talking about small master data, um, cleanup, about small configuration changes, etc. We're talking about a lot of things which have F- impact and require small efforts. In the old days, you went to the IT department and they told you, oh, we have a backlog of initiatives. Whatever you need, we'll do it in three years from now. Yeah. Now we are empowering the lines of business. We are empowering the process owners and we are empowering the i t savvy people within the lines of business to do many of the changes themselves, of course, they don't work in an isolated way. um yesterday i had a I had a very, very big corporation with with whom I worked um and they actually have set up a process for these small changes, yeah, and they use a ticketing system to track them, but their goal is to be able these small changes to make them very, very quickly without getting stuck in some mega transformation projects which are unnecessary one one mindset that we need to keep in mind in this context and i must admit for me personally it was it had been a learning when i went into the part of automation yeah and the mindset is the band aid i used to say that if you have a bad process and you automate a bad process you will have a bad automated process But, yeah, sometimes going to the root cause and fixing the root cause may be a big thing, yeah? I have a customer, historically, for whatever reason, they work with two CRM systems. Sales guys manually copy from one CRM system to the other. This customer tells me, yes, I know the correct solution would be to have one CRM system. This takes me three years. For three years, my people will be copy-pasting content from one to the other why not have an automated solution very quickly done zack zack and i have at least a painkiller the analogy is the pharmacy yeah Yeah. my my back is aching yes the correct thing would be for me to do more sports especially in COVID times yeah um or or a huge
0: surgery where they cut your surgery
1: etc exactly yeah? yeah But, but look in the pharmacy, how many painkillers are sold. And you understand uh, the, the analogy. Yeah? yeah So this is the part of the small changes, continuously improving. And also here, BPI will provide you with the possibility to do a root cause analysis and to fix some of the underlying root causes, which then go into the, the direction of, um, as we briefly said, of um, uh, uh, configuration changes. Um, Uh, master data adjustments, little process adjustments, which help you run the process properly and correctly.
2: That was a long answer. So can you repeat this the question? You? Exactly. Can, you, can, can you repeat the question? If, if I remember the question, because I was so focusing on listening to you, Basilius. Well, I the, think the, 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 <laughs> the question was, let me repeat, repeat it. Maybe the listeners have the same problem or ask themselves, what was the question? The question was, what do we do differently, right? That exactly. Was and and exactly. why okay. do we do
0: it differently? Because, and, 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 Michael, yeah. especially you, you were working with a lot of the uh, results of non-proper working processes. And so you, you're somebody who knows the pain and you, Who has felt the pain? So your spin on that would also be very interesting.
2: When you asked that question, what came to my mind is, and and you said it early on, there there are others. There are always others who did something similar. This isn't normal, right? Um, The customers very often asked us, why should I, I say it from a technical point of view, extract data to some other solution? And they're basically put in the intelligence in the source system, the ECC system, let things still not working rightly. So why do I cure the problem at the wrong end of, of, of the stick at the end of the day, right? Uh, is this really what you're telling me, SAP? Are you telling me on the one side, you, well, there's S4HANA, there's an increasing number of theory applications, embedded analytics, there's machine learning capabilities put in, there are new, complete new capabilities, like production planning, as you better know better than I included which helps to in its in its in its in its, in its in, its, in this total sense making processes more efficient more reliable more resilient and then you tell me well when it comes to measuring the process performance and um, also communicating issues in the processes to, to users, then, well, let, let's extract the data on, on some granular level or aggregated level, not a granular level, and do it somewhere else. This is this doesn't fit. This is not a story. How can I, from an IT point of view, tell my business that this is a story? It's not a story. And therefore, what we do different fundamentally is that we want to fix the problem. This is like a master data analogy let's, at the end of the day. Um, at the um, at the, at the right level exactly where the problem basically happens and not put another layer on yeah in order to to, to 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 make it working so that's the one where I think and we have the right I would say the right to win or the, 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 the it's 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 our system it's our processes yeah and it's our technology. Uh, so I mean as I said I would I wish we'd have had that, that that BPI product two or three years ago and we would have earlier shifted from the technology discussion to the value and process discussion. The other one is that if you think about that, this may be a little bit complicated, but we have different customers with a different transition story. Yeah? If you talk about the S400 transformation to which was alluded to. And I call this usually now transition context. And the context is basically what type of transition do I do? A new implementation, a conversion, a selective data transition. OK, sorry, the technical piece. The other one is what is my target state? Is it a public or is it more of a private cloud flavor? Is the highly standardized flare, which is always a new implementation, or is it a, a private cloud where I take a legacy with me? Because again, like with the analogy from Asilos, I cannot just do everything completely new. And then there is to this path to s 4 and the destination, there's two other dimensions. This is called the, call the SES architecture to be. Customers have one ERP, they will have one in the future. Other customers I talked this week have four, they won't have four. I mean, you can think of all reasons. This is what I want to call the transition context. Now, if you think one of about one, one customer that, uh, that, that we just signed up SAP uh, latest um, the, the last year, I'm not sure if it's a reference or I will not mention the name that I'm not getting in trouble, but it's a, a very, very prominent uh, German customer in, in, in COVID times, uh, um, which has been an SAP customer, which is now an S4 customer, they do a new implementation. And in this sense, if you think about where do we do it differently, the the BPI part and the monitoring of the the processes is something which is embedded into implementation. So while people implement standard processes to fit to standard workshops and implement the whole thing, at the day one, when that customer goes live, he wants also to have the people equipped with the mindset of, hey, this is your process. You're not done when the project is done. You have a little task which says not maybe hourly when we extract the data, maybe not even daily, but that the right process is essential to be the, the, the monitorer, the gatekeeper of the process, the conformance checker of the process, that that process, as you earlier on said, still matches the reality because reality is changing. So this was one example. Huh? Maybe the, the new implementation is one of many, as I said, in the transition context that I outlined, where it's clearly, when you say back to the question, what do we do different? We don't want that the new customer puts some other technical layer, extract the data and fixes problems that he immediately should monitor in the system itself. And my point is, if I spend quite substantial money on an implementation because of user training, change management, et cetera, et cetera. And then I'm not spending a little extra effort. I'm not talking about license money. I'm talking about mm-hmm. the mindset that I say, please invest that. Then I might have the risk that I spend a lot of money and that at the end of the day, I get some somehow working processes, maybe a little bit better than before, but they are not really as good because change is a continuum. Change is not a destination. Change is a continuous thing that I have to do. And therefore, I think, hope that makes sense to the people who listen. I think it's very obvious that uh, every customer who who does S4HANA right, and this was the slogan we had the last time, do it right, should think about this, what happens after I'm there monitor continuously and there we are different because customers basically do not need another layer and do it in the system itself
0: i could not agree more because um when when you um take that kind of um, event that you have with a go live uh, with a new erp and so on and you have not included into your motivation of going to s4hana to become better to be to do things differently and so on what awesome. else should happen that you get this kind of motivation yeah you have if, now if you don't the set change. the target if you don't yeah.
2: set the target you will never go to the target maybe it's a Absolutely. stretch target and if, if i talk about customers but why doing it you end up mm. somehow in this business case discussion whether it's a full quantifiable business case but this is not just that you do that to, to make a decision to go but this is what you want to achieve and you need to continuously monitor those kpis those ppis because otherwise, they will you will not meet them. Right? So it will not yeah. happen. Yeah.
1: This is where the discussions for us change, um, and recently more than in the past, um, when we talk to the business decision makers um, and not primarily to the IT uh, people. So, because they come with a very specific business problem, and they ask, can S4HANA or anyone, any of your technologies fix this problem for me? Yeah, so this can be a, a CFO who says, I need to be able to close my books in half the time. Can you help me? Yes or no. If you can help me, I will listen to you. If you cannot help me, then here's the door. Yeah, this can be the, 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 the head of procurement who tells us I need to um, reduce Maverick buying to much more. Yeah, this can be the head of supply chain who says, I need to reduce my inventory by 50% or whatever. Yeah. Um, so these are situations where business business decision makers they come with a very clear requirement, and they say, "I don't care about the technology. Yeah? It, it's technology really is not... second,
2: basically. Technology it... is second, business a, a, problem first.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I'm not responsible for technology. I have a business problem to fix. Yeah? yeah. Can you help me? Thank you. Can you not help me? Goodbye. And here, the, the next immediate next thing that they ask is, "Show me the data. Show me the proof." Yeah, we we have brilliant salespeople, pre-sales people. They do demos and everything. And the immediate next question is, okay, is the, why is this relevant for me? Show me the data. Yeah, show me where the issues are and why
2: your technology can fix it. And that's and, that's what we do. And 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 because uh, sorry to add to that because that was my road over the past couple of years. I mean, one of the biggest mistakes is just um uh, to show as much as you can show in as fahana because you think the more you show, the more convincing it gets. No, it's yeah. getting more confusing. Yeah. And if you take uh, an approach, and, and, I, and I learned this also last year to do that, like they're saying that, what is important to you? What would make you decide in favor, to be honest, to move to s hana I'm not looking at the business capabilities or the capabilities in the product, and the technology, but I'm looking at the value levels, the value drivers, as Vasude mm-hmm. um, um, gave a couple of very great examples. Once I've pinpoint, uh, pinned them, once I've did the, the drill down, yeah, the, the data slicing and mining yeah, that, that probably we'll, we'll talk in a minute about what the product can do, and I'm confident that this is a real problem and I have also an idea that this is generating value, fixing it, then I know basically what I wanted to look at at s hana And it might be as much or little as it is required in order to fix a problem. It might be just a small configuration change. It might be just a little new capability or it might be that they rip out whole of the production planning where no one is trusted in because we are not using the the, the new production planning, for example. So there, there might be different sort of like levels of change yeah, from the small pill to the big operation or whatever, like in, in Vasilio's case, but it must be targeted to the business problem. People do not have time to endlessly talk about what is the the endless ocean of opportunities that we provide and every release we have new stuff coming on and new 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 it's too much people are overwhelmed it must be associated to what they want to improve i am be silent
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> let, let us p- put now a, a view on the ingredients. Um, and I want to refer a little bit what you said, Michael, uh, like 10 minutes ago when you said like um, our strengths or that aspect, which we'll put very heavily into our cards is that integration part. Um, well, I think it, it always has been, or if you talk with people who are SAP customers since twenty twenty five years, they always said like your strengths was always the integration part. You may not in every aspect have been always the first. Of course, nobody can be. Not even especially not if you are uh, putting such a broad aspect into your systems like like SAP does. Um, but also Christian Klein also admitted in when he took over that we may have lost our mojo a bit in that aspect. And of course we have put effort into it and we're going on a good path. So then how does, for example, the acquisition of Signavio um, fit into that? Like what is now the, let's say the own SAP part, like what's coming up from us? What is um, the part we have to integrate because we are buying it from outside? And when you now find a very critical customer who may say to you like, is this now another non-integrated third-party um, acquisition. How can we, let's say, prove them wrong? Actually, I don't want to prove
1: them wrong. I want to prove them the value. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yes, so first of all, Signavi uh, is a fantastic company. Yeah, the, um, And I'm saying this not only because they are Berlin-based. Um, um, they have uh, uh, a history um, with the HPI, the Has plattner Institute, where some of the founders uh, come from. Um, and Signavio is the perfect match, the perfect complementary match to what we are doing. And this is why it's, it's such a great um, acquisition. Why am I saying this? Because um, Signavio's home turf, where they have been world-class since years, is um, the process modeling. This is where they originally come from. Um, Fantastic in this sense. They're adding process mining capabilities, and they're adding process governance and collaboration capabilities. And why is this important? This is important because um, we see now many customers who come and say, I have been using SAP since many, many years, or even um, I have acquired other companies and they came with their own systems and with their own way of doing processes. <clears throat> and I know that this is not sustainable anymore and I want to standardize. Now, first question is, can we please look at what the standard process is for my industry, for my whatever, Yeah. or I want to draw it Yeah, and and I want to draw my standard process. This is what you do with process modeling from Signavio in, I can only repeat, the best in class way. Yeah, then comes the next question. Yeah, Um, how do I know how my processes run today? And how do I know what the deviations from the standard are? And how do I know whether the deviations are relevant or not? Yeah, if I roll out my global template to brazil and south africa and japan will i destroy something that is really relevant or not yeah and this is where the process mining capabilities of signavio together with the process modeling capabilities of signavio come together yeah now process mining is um, very laborious setting up process mining is something that takes quite some effort. And especially putting the logic into process mining takes a lot of effort. Here's where SAP is complementary. What we do in BPI, you just plug in, technically speaking, you configure your ST API, and then minutes later, the data starts flowing. And latest, the next day, you will have already the results with Almost zero effort for you. Yeah. So this is this is the one part, and this is where the combination of um, the process modeling and process mining capabilities of Signavio are complementary to the um, to the knowledge and the monitoring capabilities of SAP. And now comes the combined strength. We combine now our recommendation capabilities our improvement capabilities with all this and we combine we use the process governance capabilities of signavio to roll out the processes monitor the compliance with the processes and now comes bpi yeah, kpis the business impact of all this i'm totally excited about that yeah because this is for me the best of both worlds. And to come back to the question, who else can do it? No one else can do it. No one else can combine business information and technically speaking, business object data with these process models, especially not in such an easy way. That's where my
0: excitement comes from. So this is what you said now, basically the proof for the insight to action analogy we had in the beginning because that's now what with that combination is possible especially the transformation case yes yeah Mm -hmm. okay correct um looking into let's say the topic of consummation of all that of 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 all that possibilities um when i'm now as excited as you, and whoa, I absolutely am. Um, and I'm now a customer, say, like, okay, I want this. I'm interested in that. How does the process look like? What, what is available now? Like, what is your timeline? What would be, or is there something like the best moment to start with it? Where you say, like, okay, maybe in the beginning, because we all know that, like, the purchase acquisition of Signarius, of course, not yet finished, it takes a little bit of time. Um, when would be the right moment? To start with that, and uh, do you already have something of a, let's say, a roadmap concerning development, concerning integration that you at that moment now can already communicate?
1: Mm-hmm. So, what is available already today? Yeah? Already today, and this is already part of Rise today, is the so called process discovery. Process discovery is a free of charge offering um, where with a one off effort, the customer can do an analysis of um, a few core processes, around 80 KPIs, um, around 12 value drivers, and they can see um, where they stand with their processes and get recommendations on how, especially as Forhana, can help them do better. Process discovery is the evolution of the business scenario recommendations. And by the way, what you get as a customer is not only an executive summary as a PDF report, but also an access to your own online solution in the cloud where you can do your um, analysis yourself much interactively. Um, What will come um, this summer is the BPI, product. So process discovery free of charge available to all SAP customers under SAP maintenance. What will come this summer is um, BPI product, where um, you will get an online connection to your ECC system or to your S4 system with a constant update of the data um, around about 300 KPIs. Um, many process flows where you can really um, monitor the evolution along the process, not only the KPI itself, but along the process. You can see, for example, from 10,000 invoices that were um, posted, um, what happened with them over time. Yeah, How many of them were paid after X days, for example? So this is what will come, plus um, hundreds of improvement, so actionable repro- improvement recommendations, plus the automation integration, etc. This will um, come this summer. Besides this, what's already available um, is the Signavio portfolio. So everything that Signavio has had in their uh, portfolio even before the acquisition by SAP. Over time, and this is not something that happens Overnight, over time, um, we will increase the integration between our um, offerings. Um, One of the typical questions, as I said before, one of the very typical questions that we get is, what are the best practices? And where do I stand compared to the best practice? And what is the impact of me not being on the best practice? Yeah. And we will work towards being able to answer that question. Plus, yeah, um, how do I change and how do I roll out the change and all the governance around it and monitoring of it? Yeah. So, to make a long story short, today, process discovery free of charge will do a one off analysis of your um, ECC or S4 system, provide you with your one of insight and recommendations on, especially where S4 HANA, but also other features of the intelligent technology can help you, Um, all free of charge. Also available is the entire Signavio portfolio. This summer SAP BPI product will be launched with many more analysis capabilities, um, recommendations, and then automations and improvements. And over time, um, a tighter integration of uh, the Signavio and SAP portfolio.
2: Right. And just to make it clear, I mean, from March to summer, that's, if I calculate rightly—is something like three or four months. So that even though a lot is available today, it's a very foreseeable time. And in addition to that, this is my, you asked me early on, what where do I get paid for? At the moment, I'm getting paid for explaining what the hell we are doing now. And why it adds value, and where it's at value, and uh, I'm basically in discussion with customers how we're going to infuse these new—let me say—technology into their transformation, and that is independent of the availability mm-hmm. of—let me say—certain certain products and of the, of the release, because you need to have this again. How, when do I use it, and how do I use it, and what do I need to prepare for that? And so we have a, a lot of a lot of discussions also in in the sense of like getting confirmation and feedback. On the product and, and what we deliver. Um, so we're in close cooperation. Yeah? Maybe I've hopefully allowed us to, to say that, Vasilas, right? We are not developing this product in isolation somewhere in nice Berlin or nice somewhere else, right? And then we ship it. But we really work closely with customers that it meets exactly um, their needs. And that's one, one of the things uh, that uh, if someone is really highly, super highly interested, right? I would say we have a few seats left. I would say, to <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, yep, but really, only, but seriously, really only a few because um, we hit we hit some, we did nail. I would say with this uh, with this launch uh, of BPI.
1: We need to underline a change of strategy under Christian Klein with regards to companies that SAP acquires. Um, integration is um, very very high up on the agenda of SAP under Christian Klein. And um, Signavio is not an exception to that.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Michael, concerning what you said now, um, you are the one I first want to ask concerning the call to action. What What is your recommendation for the participants of the SAP ecosystem? You know, we have like three basic parties. The first one is the SAP folks themselves. Yeah. Consultants, pre-sales, sales, AEs, and so on and so on. Second, of course, our highly valued partners, who are then, of course, after we develop something, supposed to implement it, and of course the adopters are our customers. Um, what kind of call to action do you have for each of these three parties?
2: Okay, uh, let me let me let me think about these three parties and 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 give the call to action, which was partly given given, I think was serious already. I mean one thing is familiarize with what is there today, publicly available, accessible to everybody basically on wwwsforhana.sub.com. Um, or uh, sforhana.com, sorry. You probably put it somewhere in in, in the podcast uh, the, the right the right address that people just do the one click on it, so that's the one story. The other one is that we didn't really talk about, and I think it, it, it it's fine about the individual capabilities that come with BPI. They are the names of analysis, design, and simulate, um, improve, govern, roll out, and so on. There's a different elements that are relevant depending on the transformation context. So if customers basically. Talk to myself and colleagues of myself about what is under the hood, and also this was visible or is visible when they look uh, listen to Luca and uh, and and Ruben when they launched um, and BPI. There's a very nice um, again video that we're gonna gonna put on on on, on the podcast. So this is my recommendation uh, to to also clearly answer that they will see those different elements. Yeah, that you put them into context of your transition. So the basically the two things you literally I'm saying independently of the different um, stakeholders the roads that you've mentioned is look at what's there available today and get the idea based on this podcast also where this is leading to a second one get the wider picture of what we want to do with the bpi and what's our vision it's a big word it is particular on the on the partner side yeah and again i've there are all sorts of partners, all sorts of those customers, all sorts of SAP employees. I would strongly say for those customers who have predefined packages and methodology, how they approach the S-400 transformation, that they even make more than in the past with the BSR, this business process, business Process intelligence um, subject, the first step. So what we do with RISE that we say, hey, we talk about business processes first and how they are and where they improve and get the strategy and the management buy-in, the the, the, the where to, the visionary statement, yeah? And buy-in from the business, I would really strongly encourage that, that um, yeah, the, the, the partners who wanna be successful um, in the market and have successful clients, that they embrace process first, and that will lead them to business process intelligence as we outlined and then and on the customer side i said it basically i think put it into the context of your transformation scenario and your timeline um uh, moving away from the technical uh, to the business side um yeah let's try try to sum it up masilos i don't know you you want to add to this <laughs>
1: totally agree right so Inform yourself, sap.com slash bpi, or www.s400.com. Um, request your own process discovery. This is the free of charge um, first step. Yeah? And um, a little bit on the wider picture, um, make this part of your lifeblood to continuously. Um, monitor your processes and to continuously improve them. And for partners, Michael, as you said, for those partners who are bringing their customers onto S4, again, start with the process discovery, then move on to BPI in order to get the business buy-in and the business benefit. But I would also go one step further and say for partners who continuously want to work with their customers, yeah, um, use again, use BPI to to build the um, the project pipeline with your um, customers, identify the areas and work with them on getting the stuff better.
0: I I want to, to add something yeah. what you said, Vasilios, because this is you touched a very important point, especially from for our let's say partner ecosystem. Um, of course. The process discovery, um, there is absolutely no reason argument not to do it because first, it's free. second, it's so easy to do. It's almost almost no real effort. Anything else what you do in your daily business when you're at office is probably more effort than doing this report. And um nobody really likes to step on the scale and look what 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 are the results, but um this is really the first step for improvement. And for partners and concerning the Um, point that you made on, let's say, a longer aspect and a longer kind of working with BPI. Um, from, From my perspective, this is something which should and has to be essential for any partner because that's what our customers need. We don't, our customers do not need the partners anymore who see themselves just as something of a uh, submissive technical helper, yeah, because partners is, is, is screaming, so i doing now shifting everything from A to B. No, what partners, uh, what customers need now are partners who are who are really value partners, who are challenging them, who are sparring them, who are really say, saying like, look at this, we have these reports here, you could be better here and there. Grab the possibility, do it. So this should be something of your, let's say, um, absolutely standard tools that you use and need for your interaction with your partner at almost every occasion.
2: And the one one thing I wanted to say is, um, we always have the saying: it's not an IT project; it's a business project. Says, yes, this is the, I call this the golden rule. Now, yeah, we yeah. worked ourselves towards coming from the from the technical side of the house. But if you really embrace it's not an IT project, it's a business project with the IT underneath. the need. It's always an IT project, but it's a business project first, triggered by the business. Then it's clear, again, like in the RISE journey, that you start with the business process. Yeah. And now in particular, we've had this conversation um, many times. Is COVID now and what's happening around COVID yeah, an accelerator to the transformation? Or is just the opposite? Yeah? Because people have other priorities. And therefore, it is even so more important not to try to think you can avoid the process discussion because it's getting uncomfortable, because you figure out that you have those 50,000, 60,000, 80,000 open items hanging around for so many years and that you need to change something. My saying is always no change, no value. And in that sense, it is, I would say, not optional. I would say skip all the technical discussion. If you can't think yourself what you want to improve based on the strategic level, Point of view and based what you, what you find out in the systems you will not find the value don't even spend time on doing technical analysis because you will just keep yourself busy and at the end of the day you will have a no decision so do it both in parallel but start of business business processes first that's how i would say that's probably not completely new but the fact that it's the one and only starting point and i make it a bit bolder right as in rice i think this is a is a, is, is different to how we um, told the story in the past. Perfect.
0: Guys, for, for, um, to end the session, we already mentioned sap.com slash BPI as one of the central um, points for information for anybody who is interested. Do you want each one of you to share some links or some, let's say, personal social media accounts that people really should take care of to keep being informed? Vasilios. Did you'll you find me on LinkedIn?
1: If you search for Vasilios Lolas, I'm the only one on LinkedIn. So you'll find me on LinkedIn. Um, very glad to um, connect with you. Perfect.
2: Correct. Okay. Yeah, th- th- this is the same with me. There's only one Sokolak and only one Sokolak Michael on LinkedIn. And the first one who sends me a personal note or the first 10, they get the, the phone number from Vasilios. Yeah, uh, just joking right now, seriously. Connect us on LinkedIn. And will we keep you posted uh, with the, uh, at least I can say for myself, for the targeted information, right, on, on on this subject, because there's a lot of things happening in the next couple of weeks and months um, as we can disclose more on what's happening. So, yeah, stay tuned with both of us, and I think you will be very well informed.
0: Perfect. You're lucky with your names because I got people with the same name like me, and if you contact them, I think one will try to, will, to sell you insurance. So stay with us. Thank you very much. To both of you was again very enlightening. Um, really interesting point. I think you are in one of the let's say areas of SAP where really the beef is happening. So this is really thrilling. What's what's waiting for us there? So thank you very much. Um, stay healthy, of course. Stay well. And I'm really looking forward to see what comes next with BPI. Thank you very much.
2: Thanks, Alex, for the opportunity. Yeah. Have a Thanks. Great day. Same. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye.